This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Welcome back to the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Uh, Joined, as always, by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout, now co-host of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, Monday through Friday, 2 to 7 p.m., Brian Broaddus. Brian, how are you doing today, man? Doing great, Robert. Eagles week. Eagles week. Where do you... That matters much more. You worked in Philadelphia. That I did much more in Philadelphia than it does in Dallas, right? I mean, it, Dallas cares. You but. know what? Dallas does care. I will say this. And I said it on the G bag nation today. You win a game in Philadelphia. It's the greatest experience in the world as a visiting team, because those fans are all over you from the word go and, and they don't give up. And then all of a sudden then you get the cowboy fans that live in that area. And now they're involved in getting on their own you know, yeah. up there. So yeah, it is really, really, it's a, it's a great experience when you can win a game in Philadelphia. I'll tell a real quick story if yeah. I can. Yeah. I was on the sidelines. This one I was with DallasCowboys.com and it was one of the last times that I traveled with the team. And so the Philly game's over. We win the game. Cowboys win the game. And this security guy, so I'm standing right in the silent security guy with a, you know, with the yellow windbreaker. It looks yep. at me, he goes, brought us, brought us. I'm like, yeah. He goes, come here. And so I walk over to him. I go, yeah, what's up, man? I go, first off, how'd you know my name? He goes, no, I know, I know who you are, man. I know who you are. And I'm like, well, cool. And he goes, he goes, he goes, look at this. And he had on his, like his shirt with his windbreaker and, and his t-shirt was a Cowboys. <laughs> He's working the Eagles sidelines with a Dallas Cowboy t-shirt on underneath. That is brave. And he's like, he goes, man, good win today. I, good win. And I'm like, I'm going, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But, but yeah, I, I, I know working up there too, like you said, the year I was up there, people would ask me like, Hey, where are you from in Texas, Brian? Where are you from? Houston, Waco. I never said I was from Dallas. Never <laughs> one time yeah. did I ever say I was from Dallas. But very passionate fans. But one of the best victories you can ever get in the league is winning a game in Philadelphia. I, I'm already getting uh, horror stories from a few folks as uh, I'll be making my first trip to Philly. This will be the very first one. I'm already getting tips of like, don't wear anything with Cowboys don't, on it. Don't. They said, don't even look like you identify with media from Dallas. Yeah. They're like, just don't even bother. And, and we'll play some stuff from Jason Peters here in a sec. He, he had a great breakdown on the Philly fans. What you need to do is I need to give you some Ziploc bags because they have these really good pretzels in the press box. Oh, yes. I See, Hellman's not there to bring you the pretzels back, so I need to bring you the yeah, pretzels Yeah, I'll bring back. you the I'll bring okay. the Ziploc bag, and you can bring me back the pretzels. I will, I will load them, throw in the them, throw them in your bag. I yeah, got it. Go. I got you. you. We'll, we'll hook you up with the pretzels. All right, let's get a, uh, a quick injury update. Uh, a few developments here today from Wednesday practice. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday night for Thursday morning. Uh, the ones that stand out, Demarcus Lawrence listed as limited with a chest slash rib issue. Uh, Micah Parsons, a DNP with the groin issue. He right. was out there on the resistance cords. And then Jason Peters listed as limited with his chest issue. Uh, Mike McCarthy indicated that Demarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons, they should be good. In fact, Micah Parsons was asked if he was going to play on Sunday. He said, there's no question. Just taking it easy. Don't really want to push it. Just letting it rest and working, grinding it out so that I'll be ready on Sunday. Uh, McCarthy sounded optimistic about those two. Jason Peters, we had heard 
that might be a few weeks. Yeah. And and yet Jason Peters told us today in the locker room when he, he was asked about his injury, he just kind of thought it was almost a silly question. Like he's like, no, I'm uh, you saw me out there at practice, right? He's like, I'm good. And so it's like, OK, well, it's easy for you to say that. I, we'll see if the team says that. But yeah. uh, Jason Peters, that those are kind of the three big injuries we're looking at today, along with, of course, Dak. Yeah, the, the other you're right about about Lawrence and Parsons. I, I heard that the Parsons injury was not that serious. Yeah. They're just being precautionary here. Comfort. OK, issues. yeah. OK. Now, the situation with Peters, I'd heard the same thing of him being out for some time. And so I'm surprised. I mean, he's really pushing this to come back. But talking to people over there, he was limited today. Yeah. And I mean limited. Yeah. Not not to the point where, you know, I mean, I think that Jason Peters might be in that locker room saying, Oh yeah, I'll play. I'll be ready. Yeah, I'll play. I'm a little gonna bit be of bluster. Yeah, like he's like he's trying to let the people in Philadelphia know, hey, you're gonna have to deal with me in this football game potentially. So uh, you know, I would be I, I don't know if we're gonna get the ramp up thing where you go from limited to, you know, Full, full yeah, 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 exactly. But with him, I the, the word I heard today was limited. And so if you tell me that, then I'm kind of thinking, well, they're trying to kind of get you ready to, to play, but you're not really ready to play. Yeah, in fact, we can before we go on to the DAC stuff, we can go ahead and wrap this in. The, the discussion about playing in Philly, everything like that. Uh, Jason Peters was asked today in the locker room about – uh, how he's helping these young players get ready to uh, make the trip to Philadelphia and play in that atmosphere. Just keep your blinders on and put the earplugs in because, you know, the, the crowd going to be in it. They're going to be blurting out all kind of crazy stuff at you. Uh, might even be throwing stuff. So just got to, you know, trust your preparation during the week and, and you know, keep your blinders, keep your head down and just go play ball. You got a lot of goodwill in that city, but do you know what to expect personally walking back to there now as a visitor opponent? Uh, not really. You know them fans, they they, they so wild. They, they might go to throwing stuff at me, so they, I'm, I'm not expecting nothing, nothing worse than them throwing stuff at me. He, he went on after the cameras went down to say, I just know that Philly fans are the eff, are effing idiots when it comes to camaraderie, yeah. the Cowboys, any team really. They know that. They pride themselves on being nasty, vulgar. They're going to cuss you out. Philly fans are the wildest fans out there to me. And he didn't say it with any sort of no, malice, malice or no, anything. It was no. more just like that yeah. That was about the fifth time he had been asked about the Philly crowd. So I think he just had to be as direct as he can. Like, look, they're crazy. They're nuts. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing, the experience. And and one of I, I, I just drawing from the times being up there. I remember, like, when you come from the hotel and you get on I-95 and you make this you hit the exit ramp and you kind of do this circle right by the parking lot there. Yeah. And like the Philly fans in that parking lot, there, right by the stadium. They see buses coming in and they see the escorts and you, and it's always a quiet bus. You know, you're, you're, you're just, you're kind of like, everybody's just a little like, uneasy. Yeah. Just kind of focusing on what's going on. And then all of a sudden you hear this. And it's, it's the eggs hitting the bus. And you're and you know and you you really really know right then and there like okay we're in Philadelphia we're about ready to play this game so you know I I when I worked there too we were at the vet and you know up in that 700 level yeah. the very top of the stadium they were shooting off like uh, Roman candles oh my god we were playing the 49ers in a Monday night game and all these Roman candles were going off at the 700 level you know like we've seen soccer stadiums where they have the flares and yeah. stuff no the they're shooting like fireworks out of the 700 <laughs> level. So yeah, it, it's just a it's a unique fan base. 
very passionate fan base. They don't like you. You don't like them. And that's why I tell you it's the most satisfying place to win a football game in the NFL. Brian, you know, we, we talk about bluster a little bit. Jason Peters talking about, for him specifically, going back into Philadelphia. Tell me if this sounds like a guy who believes he's playing or if he's blustering. It's just another game for me. Uh, get to go back to what, what, what I laid the foundation at and got my championship. But it's a division game. It's going to be a feisty game. And like I said, it's another. It's just another game for me. What did that place mean to you, Philadelphia? I mean, a lot. Uh, I mean, I got my first uh, Super Bowl there. And uh, like I said, I laid a lot of a lot of bricks there. So, uh, I mean, Philly, Philly, that's my city. And just to go back, you know, it'll be great to beat them. Another game for you, but is Cowboy Week ever another game for Philly fans? Oh, no. You know, they're going to be feisty. They're going to be throwing stuff, uh, talking all kind of noise, but uh, we'll be ready. Does it feel a little different? You know, they're undefeated. You guys have one loss. You guys have fired off four straight wins. What is the significance of this rivalry? I mean, we could have been one and four. You know, it's Cowboys, Eagles. I mean, it's going to be feisty game. We're going to have to go in there and, and try to, you know, be perfect which we're not, but we're going we're gonna to go in there and play hard and, and see what happened after that. A lot of talk about we and a lot yeah. of talk about, like, you know, it'll be good to beat them. Like, I mean, a lot of confidence, but but you still think a little bit of bluster. You, you find it unlikely he'll be able to go? Yeah, I'd like to know when, you know, you mentioned we're taping on Wednesday, Thursday, yep. what practices, is it a ramp up? But I just got the feeling that, that he was still a ways from this thing. And yeah, it might all change. You know, it might say, no, I'm going to go out there and play. I feel fine and all that, but you know, with Britt Brown and Jim Maurer and the, the medical staff there, they're, they're not going to put a guy out there that might harm himself. Another one of the big developments we had on Wednesday, uh, Mike McCarthy uh, saying, essentially ruling Dak Prescott out against Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, he indicated that Cooper Rush, uh, his, his performance hadn't influenced at all Dak Prescott's timetable for return. He said, I don't think so. You've got to trust the medical process. This is a 17-game season. That was my immediate response. I know Dak didn't want to hear it, uh, but Dak was was ramping up a little bit, taking some snaps, um, you, you know, taking some under center snaps, not literally under center. He had a an assistant coach, you know, snapping the ball into his hand there, um, but also uh, got in some work away from the cameras, throwing to the receivers. Uh, Brian, your, your thoughts on that and, and uh, what you're hearing about his performance away from the media. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and that's and it was always going to be about uh, you know him and and when they could get the you know they could get the rotation down or the mo- the flexibility the swelling down the pain all that stuff you know the 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 stitch everything had to heal yep. and then it and then it turned into okay can we find a way how do we get him is it the ball comfortable in his hands and as Jerry would say can he spin it yep. and spinning it means just throwing it and so. Today, he got the opportunity post-practice, uh, you know, without the media watching. I, I learned that he he threw all the route tree. And I mean, the route tree, when you look at, uh, when you break it down, it the tree is actually, the branches show you the different routes. Yeah, the, are, the directions, the that, directions they go. that they go. Yeah. So if you ever look up Google route tree and you can understand. Yep. Okay, the routes he didn't throw, he didn't throw a post. 
Okay. Didn't throw a post route and he didn't throw a nine, which is the vertical yeah, just straight, just straight down up the, the field. straight down the field. So everything short, intermediate, uh sideline stuff, he was able why the, to throw. why the corner and not the post? I think they just maybe that's tomorrow what they're gonna go and try and, and go back to. They just wanted to make sure that he was comfortable with the first, you know. I I actually it's a great question to reach back, but my my thought about that is like, okay, let's not you know, it takes a little bit of a different to to get that ball down the field. You yeah. know, the way you have to way he has to come off. You can make those easy throws if they're you know if they're if they're curls and outs and you know little drag routes sure. and things. It's just a little easy with that other stuff. You really kind of kind of horse it to get the ball down the field. So uh, you know, I think that's why they're they're probably going to that that every day probably work a little bit more. Okay, let's throw another intermediate session. Let's throw another. And then, you know, then the last one is going to be before he gets the full go-ahead, the threat, he's going to have to be able to throw the nine and throw the post. Uh, Dak told reporters today in the locker room that he felt great, uh, said that uh, he thought it went solid, said, you know, you could ask the receivers how it went. Uh, They were asked about uh, if he had pop. uh, And uh, you'll, I I know the, the, uh, you know, the elementary grade, you know, mind of a lot of football fans uh, who, who like, you know, boy humor or giggling at him saying that uh, I always got some pop on my balls. I'm not going to throw it if I ain't got yeah. pop on my balls, but yeah, uh, good to hear that, that, that he's delivering with some velocity. Cause I, I got to say that is one thing I think they're really missing right now. Not that Dak has the strongest arm in the NFL, but I think you can tell the velocity difference between those two, especially when you're throwing to the sideline between Cooper rush and Dak Prescott. Yeah. I think the biggest problem that Cooper rush has is the ball that goes to the sideline. Yep. The out route. Not that, but you know, he's thrown some nice, the ball that went down the field uh, that Gallup caught the other day, yeah. you know, the ball that in the, uh, was in the giants game that, uh, that, uh, uh, threw across the field. Was it giants game that, the uh, that lamb dr- uh, dropped the ball. That was, was yes. Yes. Was, that was giants giants he bounced back. Yeah. yeah he yeah, bounced yeah, back. And yeah. So, you know, I mean, these games all kind of run in my they head do. sometimes, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's passes that he throws very well. I think where they miss Dak the most is just that potential for third down. They're just not very good on third down right now. Yes. And I think they miss that. I think they miss the I think they miss that ability to convert those third down. I think Cooper Cooper Rush to me is when you in the pocket when he gets touched, it's probably not going to be a completed pass. It's probably not yeah. going to be there's probably going to be a sack, there's probably going to be an incompletion. Clean pocket Cooper Rush is fine. But the one thing with Dak is when he gets touched, there's the potential for escape. I don't see escape with Cooper with Cooper Rush. Now, but that's, you know, he's done a great job. He really, really has done a great job as far as you know what keep, you're being asked what to do. you're being asked yeah. to do. And so, but yeah, when you when you get touched in the pocket and then he's going down, or he, you know, it's likely the play is dead. Yes. when that happens. Yeah, so, when 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 the pressure really gets turned up, that's where he dies. In the, he dies in the pocket. Yeah, and, and look, we'll we'll be able to to talk a little bit about this uh, during the next segment. The, uh, the you know just previewing the Eagles and and what I think is a game where they're really gonna miss Dak Prescott. This will be the first game I think where it's like you really could have used him. Yeah, uh, is gonna be this week against Philly. But he's got a he's got a nice record against Philly too. He does. Yeah, I, I gotta say, man. It, there, there's a a uh, there's a better not that he's had a, a depressed demeanor or anything else, but 
it's bugged him that he hasn't been able to be out there. I think you're seeing he's got a little bit of a pep in his step in the locker room. He seems more upbeat. That tells me he knows he's getting close. He's getting close, yeah. And, and so to me, I, I think it's pretty clear when you hear everybody talking, it's not going to happen this week. Uh, but my guess right now, I don't know about you, Brent. I think Detroit. I, I think it, uh, that's. I, I'd be surprised yeah. if he didn't play against Detroit. The fact that he's throwing this, he's going to throw this week. They're going to figure all those things out, and then I think you'll. I think next Monday, you know, after the game. First time we have media availability and all that, I think you'll see Dak Prescott probably uh, being, you know, Mike McCarthy talking about him being back in the lineup. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.